Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You know you hit the big leagues when you're a guest on his show. This is The Roy Green Show. So we're just talking about poverty in Canada and listening to Michael explain uh, what his life is like as he's trying to get through a day and a week and a year. And, and then, of course, we have Alec Baldwin and Martin Sheen. Alec Baldwin and Martin Sheen going on, or maybe they've already been on, a 24-hour hunger strike is what they're calling it, a 24-hour hunger strike protest President Trump's immigration policies. What a couple of morons. Um, Ken, I'm just looking at a couple of tweets. Ken Webster Jr. tweeted, Hunger strike? If they're only doing it for 24 hours, that's called fasting. Heck, it's practically a cleanse. And then there was SSD who tweeted, I can lose a pound or two, plus free publicity, good for my fading career. I... What? I don't know what to say. What a couple of idiots. We're going to fast for 24 hours. We're going to hunger strike for 24 hours because of Donald Trump's immigration policies. We're going to go on a hunger strike. Scott Newark, former Crown Attorney, former Public Safety Minister of Canada, can't get over it, Public Safety Minister of Canada, Senior Policy Advisor. He was also the executive director of the Police Association of Canada, and Scott is an adjunct professor at Simon Fraser University. And we're going to talk about a couple of things here, including another one of these just another week in the Canadian justice system stories, and the fact that we have a federal borders minister now. Can you? Uh, would you consider 24 hours to be a hunger strike? <laughs> Well, I, I must admit, uh, I, I think those two uh, would probably be a uh, benefit if they also had a uh, keep-your-mouth-shut strike for maybe more than 24 hours. That would be a plus. What a, what a couple of brain-dead idiots. Well, you know, the, the, the elites, they know best. <laughs> because of the immigration policies, we're going to go on a hunger strike for 24 hours. Let's go for 48, and then maybe, maybe we'll listen to you. And, I mean, watching some of the stuff down there with people demanding the abolition of uh, ICE, the Immigration Control Enforcement Unit, yeah. just so absurd. It, that, that country is becoming so polarized. Well, it is, but then you look at some of the... I don't want to necessarily be unkind, but you look at some of the people who are doing the protesting, and without... Well, I guess I'm going to sound unkind... It's, some of them look to me like they've never had a collision in their brains between two ideas. There is that sort of combination of, um, you know, we know best and intolerance of any other position, isn't there? There is. Yeah. So what are we doing? How come we have a national border security minister, the former, former, for, former police chief of Toronto, Bill Blair? Yeah, I was actually watching the uh, uh, cabinet swearing in ceremony, and when they brought them in the the room... And I saw Bill Blair there. I was, what the hell is he doing there? <laughs> Nobody had ever, ever contemplated anything at, at all but that he might be involved in this. And then when they read out the title as the uh, Minister of Border Security and Organized Crime Reduction, I was like, you know, what? 
don't get me wrong, it's not that those ideas aren't good ideas to do that, to have somebody directly responsible, but um, hello, we sort of already do. Uh, his name is Ralph Goodale. He's the Minister of Public Safety. Um, so very, very strange. And the mandate specifically to those subjects, um, you know, is, I mean, the first question, and I can tell you, people in Ottawa are all shaking their heads as well, too, is like, what? how is this going to play out? Are they going to create a, an actual new ministry? Are staff going to get transferred over from within Public Safety Canada? Um, so uh, I actually saw this morning, I was checking, because I, I, I'm curious about the inside politics on this stuff, too. And in fact, uh, he is now shown as a minister inside the ministry of the Minister of Public Safety. So this is normally the kind of a role that a parliamentary secretary would perform. But in uh, uh, Mr. Blair's case, uh, whether he said, look, look, if you want me to do this work, which won't be easy, you know, I want to be a full minister, or they decided that uh, when they, I say, the, the liberal political government decided that they wanted somebody who would be a strong voice on these issues, because I think they realize that they have a political liability in the way they've been handling these two subjects, where it's of growing public concern, number one, the illegal, sorry, Justin, I said illegal, uh, border crossers, and as well about uh, guns and gang violence in, uh, in cities. And so they want someone, I think, with uh, uh, Bill Blair's credibility, which he does have, and in particular, given the new uh, Ford government, as you, I'm sure, remember, uh, he and the uh, Ford, when Bill was the uh, chief in Toronto, when there was all the controversy going on with uh, Doug Ford, uh, they got into quite a spat mm-hmm. uh, with uh, between the chief and the uh, and the family, and he got very very uh, acrimonious with threats of lawsuits and everything else. So I suspect a big part of this, actually, Roy, is the political decision to have someone of Bill Blair's stature and expertise and credibility being able to debate these issues with people like Doug Ford and the new Ontario government. Yeah, Bill Blair loses. Bill Blair loses the debate with Doug Ford. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Bill Blair loses the debate with Doug Ford. Let's wait and see. But you know what I think this is? This is the, uh, this is the uh, paranoid in me. Uh, I see this as an opportunity to go after the legal gun owners. You've got a police chief who never liked the idea of people owning guns. We had a wonderful idea once, and that was that gun owners should put their firearms into a central building, and then if they wanted to get their firearms, they'd have to go there and take them out and go to the shooting range. My idea in response was we should put all the politicians in a building, and when we need them, we go and get whichever one we need, and then we put them back in the building. Well, let's let's stay on that subject for a second. The uh, well, I'm glad you want to. The Liberals have a bill before Parliament, C-75, and you remember yep. that people thought it was going to be about guns and gangs, and it turned out really not to be. Yes. But there are a couple of elements in relation to what are known as uh, straw guns, and that's where people who are lawfully um, licensed to own guns are buying lots and lots of guns, and no one's really p- uh, paying attention to it. And those guns are getting illegally sold and are being uh, determined subsequently to be used in crime. That's one aspect of this that the C-75 theoretically should um, help with. Uh, but this is such a complex subject. For example, the smuggling of guns across the uh, the border, okay, between ports of entry. That's where his focus is going to be. I think I so. guarantee I, you. I think so, yes. And that's a good idea um, because we, we have a... Then let's call it what it is. Then let's call it what it is, Scott. 
then they should call it what it is and not seem to be taking on the issue of border borders being crossed illegally or our border being crossed illegally. Call it what it is. If it's a hunt for uh, to go after the legal gun owners in Canada, call it what it is. If it's a, an effort to stop guns from entering this country from the United States, call it what it is. It's, but, but that's the point, though, Roy, is that there's multiple components here. Part of this deals with the smuggling of guns across the border. Between yeah, I got you. Entry. Part of it also deals with uh, sale of these uh, straw guns. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But are okay. you telling me that we didn't have anything at all in place to handle this before, or was it just poorly handled? Um, well, it, between the port of entry uh, issue, uh, we have done a terrible job, in my yeah. opinion. We don't allow CBSA to participate, believe it or not. No, we don't. And we, then we take CBSA officers off the job, and we take them to the illegal border crossing. they're already understaffed. That's correct. There you so go. I'm hoping that this will be... Uh, Putting a guy in place who, you know, understands what some of the issues are and the deficiencies are and is looking for solutions. But if you don't start with the truth, when are you ever going to tell it? Well, you don't know that he hasn't started with the truth. Well, I do, because he hasn't said he's going after guns that are coming into the country legally. He hasn't actually said anything, has he? I mean, that, that is one of the things. Nobody has actually said what the specific mandate is going to be. So for we're example, going to we're going to have a minister calls. for border security, but we won't tell you what he's going to do. Yeah. Wow. I've had lots of calls. The, the words border and security are not that hard to decipher. Does that, I mean, does that mean that CBSA now reports to Bill Blair? I don't know. I don't know either. No, but I mean, it's good to have someone like that, and don't be surprised if he is actually becomes the point person on some of the discussions we need to have with the Americans on the... Their failure, their continuing failure to do a good job of screening people mm-hmm. coming into the country who then sneak well, into Canada. Yeah, he can't do a worse job than Ralph Goodale has. Well, or um, uh, Ahmad Hussein, who's the minister, who seems to be the one that's in charge of this, uh, strangely. Yeah. But um, that needs to be done, and as well to convince the Americans that it's in their best interest as well to amend the Safe Third Country Act so yeah, that yeah. you can't just sneak in between ports of entry. Yeah. Now tell us in the minute we have left, what's the, uh, what's the crime story of the week? Well, it's got to be, I think, this uh, arrest of this guy, uh, Dion Smart, and congratulations to Joe Warmington at The Sun, because he saw the same thing that I did. Um, I also used to describe not only another week in the Canadian justice system, but going behind the headlines. Because when I first read this case, this is the little five-year-old boy that was abducted and beaten Yes. Found by the railway tracks yes. in Toronto, yeah. and um, it turns out that the uh, the cops arrested the, the uh, a guy a couple of hours later, and it, he's charged with attempted murder uh, in relation to what he did to the alleged to have done to the kid. But he's also charged with uh, breaching probation, which means he has a previous record, and breaching a reconnaissance, which means he was out on bail. So I saw that and said this needs to be uh, looked into. Joe actually did exactly the same thing. And it turns out this guy, believe it or not, this guy was charged with attempted murder. He stabbed, alleged to stab somebody last September in the same public housing complex, yet he was released on bail. He was supposedly uh, not to uh, go back to the public housing complex, but he did anyway. He wasn't on electronic monitoring, so nobody knew mm-hmm. he was in violation of the conditions. And the people there that saw it were horrified. But you know what? They, they have such lack of confidence in the justice system. And I got 10 seconds. Article. Yeah. They never reported the breaches. Warmington, Joe is, in our Joe is the best. Joe Good is reporter. the best. Okay, Scotty, thank you so much for the time, as always. All right, Roy. Scott Newark on the Roy Green Show. We're back to wrap up in a minute.